Today's episode is sponsored by the Spiritual Divine Babe. We've all had downtimes. We've all been sad. We've all lost our direction one time or another in our life. Sometimes, whether it be embarrassment, pride, or ego, or all of the above, we don't want to reach out to family or friends for help. Sometimes speaking to someone anonymously is one of the best ways to help you get out of that dark place or get out of your rut. Well, the Spiritual Divine Babe will be launching a program on July 1st that helps you do just that. No, not stay in the dark places, but help you get out of it. She will be launching a program again on July 1st that it just has that extra boost, that one person you could depend on, that support system, saving you embarrassment, saving you pride, and saving you the just the whole stigma of trying to reach out to a friend or to a family member where judgment seems harsh. I mean, that's a real thing. A lot of people fear that. So you're probably wondering, damn, what in this program might benefit me? <laughs> well, let me show you. Well, actually not let me show you, but let me tell you. Included in this program, each month, she will be focusing on one topic that will help you make you the best version of yourself. So included in this package, you'll have monthly themes, songs of the week, meditation, positive affirmation, journal prompts, monthly women's circles, Reiki healing, and much, much more. In order to get more information, reach out to her email. You can join her email list at thecrunchtimecoffeetalk at yahoo.com or the best way to get to her right now will be at her Instagram. Make sure you DM her for all information. Once you sign up, she'll send you information on the launch date when, it's gonna, when exactly it's going to happen. That way you know what's on the up and up. Her Instagram handle is the underscore divine underscore spiritual now, spiritual is spelled S-P-I-R-T-U-A-L underscore babes. Again, that's the underscore divine underscore spiritual underscore babe on Instagram where you can reach to her, reach out to her directly. Email link and Instagram link will be posted in the show notes. I wish everyone the best of luck and make sure you reach out to her. Thank you. And now for the show. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode is kind of a cold case file, kind of a damn, how in the fuck that even happened episode. And it was actually requested by my brother, Marcos Romero. He was intrigued by the case, sent it to me. Now I got interested too. So today's episode is going to be about Antron Singleton, a.k.a. Big Lurch. Who is Big Lurch, you may ask? Big Lurch is actually a rapper back in the early 90s. So let's get into the show. Who is Big Lurch? Big Lurch, born Antron Singleton in 1975 in Fort Worth, Texas. Although some sources say Compton, California. Majority of, the, majority of the records and everything show that he was born, actually born in Texas. Big Lurch is a rap artist currently serving a life sentence for murdering 21-year-old female acquaintance, Tynesha Yassiz, and eating parts of her body in April 2002 while under the influence of PCP. You heard that right. She, he, he, has, he was convicted for, to serve a life sentence 
for eating his victim. How did this all come about? I don't know. Let's check it out. <laughs> Born in Fort Worth, Texas, Singleton grew up in nearby East Dallas, Texas. At seven years old, he began writing poetry. He decided to pursue a rapping career and began performing in 1990. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, once I mean, a lot of people who can turn to music is really great. When you can turn into you, when you can turn your negativity into positivity, it's a great deal. I mean, it's a great feeling for you to succeed in that way. During his music, his music career, Big Lurch worked with such Bay Area artists as Looney Coloni, Too Short, Mac Dre, RBL Posse, CB Sebo, E40, Keek the Sneak, Yuck Mouth, EA Ski, and New Orleans-based rapper Mystical, TQ, DJ Unique, Texas Little Keek, and Big Bone. He was also a member of the group Cosmic Slop Shop, along with fellow members Dooney Baby and Rick Rock. And you know. For those of you who aren't familiar with the hip-hop genre or the rap genre, those are some pretty big names to be featured on. I mean, E-40, Too Short, uh, Mystical, Little Keek here in Texas. There, there's a lot of rappers that he had a lot of good connections and actually performed. He was also on an album, a few records with Mac Dre. Unfortunately, I just don't have the time <laughs> to go into each individual record that big lurch put out i mean although he didn't i think he only put out one or two albums we don't have the time to go into his his uh his repertoire his resume with all the other rappers that he had performed with just let him just be known though uh, big names like e40 sebo mac dre too short especially too short and e40 mac dre he's a legend in the bay area rap so from my understanding is that once big lurch got old enough he went ahead and left texas I don't know why, and then went out to California, where he started building a a nice base for his career, which is great. You know, if you want to do music, do music, man. Just just make sure you do what you do. And unfortunately, he didn't get to fly very high in his music career. So on September 16, 2000, Big Lurch was hit by a drunk driver. It had been only one day after his 27th birthday, and he was stuck with a broken neck. Jesus, Christmas. Big Lurch was regret regrettably left in a lot of pain, and the healing process was a slow one. Well, yeah, man, you got hit by a car and you broke your neck. Of course it's going to be a, a slow recovering process. Big Lurch had to be heavily medicated in the hospital, and he eventually turned to the PCP, to the drug PCP for long-term pain management once he returned home. Now, for, I'm not sure for those of you who understand how intense and insanely potent PCP is. Uh, if you haven't, other street names for those of you who who are curious are: you get wet, you get rain, uh, you get wet, wet, you get uh, KJ'd, uh, you get uh, what is it called? Uh, a dinger, you angel dust. There's a lot of different names for PCP, but <laughs> no matter what name it has, it all has the same exact effect. It messes you up horribly, horribly bad. Now. For those of you who have done a little research into PCP and the effects, PCP makes you hallucinate horribly, horribly bad. I mean, there is, there's cases where people were high off of PCP and ended up peeling their face off because they couldn't get to bugs that were inside of their face. There has been records of people being shot multiple times by police and didn't realize they were dead 
and still charged and attacked police officers. There was a case out here in Dallas, Texas, well, I'm not in Dallas, but out here in Texas, in Dallas, where this very large individual was high off a of PCP. He was completely butt naked and trying to break into a preschool. This happened back in the early 90s, mid 90s. I, I just remember this because I saw it all over the news. He was banging and jumping and, and slamming his face and head into the preschool to get into the preschool. No one knows what he, what, what he wanted to do inside of the preschool. I mean, we can only imagine and assume that it wasn't anything good for him wanting to go into the, into the preschool. Well, there was a couple of police officers that showed up or sheriff's officers, that sh sheriff deputies that showed up. And next thing you know, all you hear is taser, 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 taser. And they zapped him. Well, because he was so high and strung out on PCP, he, the tasers, and he was hit by multiple, by multiple voltages, multiple times. They had zero effect on this individual who was on PCP. Now it is, it, it is proven that, Again, you can look this up. Just look up PCP effects and, and people who suffered from it, where people peeled off fleshes, uh, chunks of their skin while alive and felt zero pain. They felt nothing until they started coming down from the PCP. That's just a little insight on how potent this drug is. So when he smoked PCP, yeah, 100%. It numbed him. He felt no pain, nothing at all. And I can... Uh, I can... Uh, certify that with a stamp because I've, I've done PCP a couple of times. And if it weren't for my good friends, I don't know if they're good friends because <laughs> we all smoke PCP together. <laughs> but if it wasn't for my friends that I had at the time, I probably would have peeled my eyeballs out of my face. Cause I swore there were bugs eating me out, you know, not eating me out, but eating my eyeballs out. And, uh, the, the only reason that I know that the bugs were, were trying to eat my my eyeballs out of my face was that that's all I kept yelling to my friends as they were holding me down trying to keep me from uh, poking my eyeballs out so shout out to my homies who who uh, kept me from poking my eyeballs out <laughs> what began as pain management turned into more of a recreational use big lurch began getting high and staying high for weeks not even bothering to eat as is predictable of an avid drug user, he became he began becoming delusional. Wing long trips were what led him to the awful crime he would commit. I mean, I'm not sure about the night eating, but from my understanding is that if you don't have any food in your system, or allegedly, I think it's just more like the my, my, more like the alcohol, where if you don't eat, supposedly you get drunk quicker and uh, it, the effects hit you harder. Supposedly that's the same idea when it comes to doing drugs. So if you go out there and hit some cocaine, make sure you have some tacos, I don't know, maybe a sub Sammy, something like that to where you're able to counteract and, and not get too jacked up on whatever you're going to be using. I, I don't know how true that is. I really don't. I haven't looked it up, but from my understanding, that's, uh, that, that's, that's what they say is, uh, that's what they say what the effect is. I, I, I'm not sure, though. I mean, you, you can look that up. If it's true, let me know. Graveyard Grumbler at mail.com or Graveyard Grumbler Podcast at Instagram. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast on Podbean. Graveyard Grumbler at mail.com. Big Lurch commented on his PCP use saying, quote, sure, it made, it made the dreams wild. Silence of the Lambs, Chanti, and Fava Beans. Big bouncing grills and big bouncing asses, end quote. <laughs> Okay, big lurch. That's 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 cool. I don't know what that has to do with it. <laughs> I guess I guess bragging about the effects and how wonderful that uh, <laughs> how wonderful the the effects were for using PCP. 
PCP spurred the makings of a murder. Some contended all the drug did was reveal what was already in Big Lurch's heart, while others protest that he was not at fault. So I have a problem with that saying. So for when when people say whiskey gets me gets makes me violent, vodka makes me violent, vodka makes me this, or a certain type of substance makes them do a certain type of thing. I don't believe that shit i I, what what my problem is is that if you have emotions that are building up and alcohol is supposed to you know or not alcohol but substance abuse or the substance of your choice is supposed to kind of free those emotions and make you lose inhibitions right you know regardless of what regardless of what it is but to say that maybe murdering someone was well, who the, uh, being a murderer is truly what was in his heart. I don't believe that shit. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor uh, in any way, shape or form. That's just my unprofessional opinion. I know, I know plenty of violent people that uh, we used to do some crazy drugs with, with and, and they never went to that point where they were, that they wanted to kill people. Yeah, they, they they had attitudes. They wanted to fight and, and be all crazy and everything, but it never got to the point where where they wanted to murder someone. But I'm not sure. Again, hold on, pause. I'm going on a, on a tangent, and I'm not going anywhere. So we all know that substance abuse messes with your brain in a bazillion different jacked up ways, right? Right. We 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 could we can come to an agreement agreement in that, and that's even alcohol. You know, side note. Alcohol is one of the most abused and horrible chemicals to ever put in your body. In moderation is a completely different story, but when you're binge drinking, it's all bad. You're going to you're going to tear yourself up and and it's not it's not going to be be very good. Alcohol and uh, opiates are two of the worst substances to detox from. You actually need medical evaluation and supervision to detox off of alcohol and and opiates. Okay. Back, back to what I was saying. But for someone to say that some contend all the drug did was reveal what was already in Big Lurch's heart, I, I don't think that that's pretty, I don't think that's fully accurate. I mean, I, I don't know for sure again, because I'm not a doctor. However, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of weird to, to, for someone to say that or for people to assume that. So, yes, I know you're, you're on a cliffhanger. What did Big Lurch do? What did he do that made the podcast other than being requested by, by somebody? <laughs> so... On April 10th, 2002, people would witness a naked lurch standing in the middle of the street with a lung in his hand. Yes, I said there was a lung in his hand and he was butt naked. 100%. There was a lung in his hand. Eyewitnesses say he was covered in blood and staring at the sky. When authorities picked him up, he had a half-eaten lung in his hand. They would only speculate where the other half had gone or where it had come from. That is a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre scene to walk up to if you're a law enforcement officer. You have a huge six foot plus, uh, 200 pound individual, butt naked in the street, holding a lung in his hand. Yes. It wasn't a fake lung. It wasn't a prop. It was a legitimate lung that he was walking around with. Who did it belong to? Well, I'm going to tell you who it belonged to. But can you imagine? Just close your eyes and. Picture yourself driving down the street and seeing a butt naked individual walking around bloodied with a damn lung in his hand. Well, how would you react? What would be the first thing you would do? 
I, I, I mean, well, nowadays we know now. Nowadays people just hit record and record the goddamn scene and and put it on there for fame and glory instead of getting the individual help. But well, you know, we know what happens now. So who did it belong to? The 21-year-old Tanisha Yassis and her boyfriend, Thomas Moore, had been sharing an apartment with Big Alert. On this particular night, the trio had been hanging out and getting high. The only thing Lurch remembers is he had truly believed that the world was ending and he was supposed to find and kill the devil before the end of the world. At this time, he attacked his young female friend. Now, this, this report and this case is, is filled with tons and tons and tons of controversy. There were several interviews with, by the victim's mother who claimed that she never touched narcotics and especially, especially never did PCP. Now, no one knows the truth except Lurch, her boyfriend, and the victim herself. The mother might know, but, you know, we, we all keep secrets from our parents one way or the other. However, for those of you who have ever done any sort of drug, oh, let me rephrase that. If you've ever been in a room or a car with someone smoking cigarettes, marijuana, or any kind of drug that lets off any sort of smoke, you will get what's called a contact high. Will it be as severe as it would if you ingested it or if you inhaled it directly? Absolutely not. But it will still have a similar effect on you. I've, I've also known where people have popped dirty on drug tests because they, had, they were in a room being hotboxed and get contact high. <laughs> not a laughing matter, but still. So no one knows the truth. A lot of people allege that the female did not do any drugs of any sort, of, of any sort but... At the time when, when the boyfriend and Big Lurch were smoking PCP, it is quite possible that she, was, she, uh, she had contact high, you know, having her still experience the effects of PCP. The victim was found in her apartment by a friend. Her chest had been torn open and a three-inch blade was found broken off in her scapula. Now, for those of you who don't know what a scapula is, it is her shoulder. Teeth marks were found on her face and her lungs, which had been torn from her chest. The friend testified that Singleton was naked and covered in blood, standing on the street, staring at the sky. A medical examination performed shortly after his capture found human flesh in his stomach that was not his own. The victim's boyfriend said he and aspiring rapper used PCP the day before the murder took place. So a lot of different stories reported. A lot of different, some people say, or some witnesses, I think even Big Lurch was saying that he was smoking the day of the the incident. The boyfriend says that they were smoking the day before, and it's just different stories for different you know different things. Big Lurch, however, is is unable to give an accurate memory and and, and uh, statement since PCP makes you forget every single thing that you've ever done while high on PCP. That is one hundred percent accurate. But for, there was a three-inch blade found broken off in her shoulder. The three-inch blade is a pretty big blade. Teeth marks were found on her face, on her lungs, which had been torn from her chest. Her lungs, her lung was just, she was disemboweled pretty much. She was just cut wide open and just left there missing a lung. I mean, she was mutilated. She was mutilated pretty awfully and it, What's, what's shitty is that PCP really does make you lose control and gives you this almost superhuman strength where you don't realize what's going on. And the hallucinations, 
the hallucinations are so vivid and so realistic that you legitimately swear that they are happening live right then and there in front of you. <sighs> Damn. In Big Lurch's apartment, a friend of his roommate, Tanisha Yaz, would find Yas Yasai. See, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Y-S-A-I-S. I'm going to say Yasai's. Lying dead and partially disemboweled. Big Lurch had apparently carved open the stomach of, of Yasai's and yanked out one of her lungs. Big Lurch had eaten a part of her lung and chewed on her intestines. When authorities analyzed the contents of Lurch's stomach later, they would confirm this theory. Big Lurch had human flesh not belonging to him in his digestive tract. So cannibalism is not a common thing, but apparently when when you are high off a certain narcotic... Well, shit, remember the, the case not too long ago? I, I, well, to me, it's not too long ago, but I think it was about five, maybe, maybe ten, I don't know, just ten or so less years ago. I don't remember the exact time. When the guy in Florida was high off of bath salts and was trying to eat people's face and people thought zombies were coming. It, it, when, you're, when you're messed up in the head from drugs, a lot of shit happens where you don't understand what's happening. You just know that something is happening. Until afterwards, and you realize the carnage that was left over. Now, I'm not defending Big Lurch in any way, shape, or form. Please don't misunderstand me that I am defending him, saying that what he did was completely justifiable, because it is not. He shouldn't have been smoking PCP to begin with. <laughs> However, when you're having, when you have human flesh not belonging to him in his digestive digestive tract, there's there's big issues there. There is some crazy shit that is happening. That shouldn't be happening. Oh, my gosh. At the time of his arrest, Big Lurch was completely nude, covered in blood, standing in the middle street and screaming at the sky. When asked why he killed her, he responded by saying that the devil, by quote, we responded by saying, quote, the devil went inside of her and he needed to kill the devil, end quote. Oh, my gosh. When the devil is coming after you, you do a lot of things in order to protect yourself and your friends. I don't think killing her, his friend, would have been the most appropriate line of action, though. The reason this made the the podcast today was it's not as clear cut, dry as you think it is. There's a lot of holes. There's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of conspiracy going on along with this case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. There was flesh inside of Big Lurch's stomach. That's not, that's not, that, that's undeniable. There was a lung in his, in his hand when he was captured by law enforcement. That's not, that, well, I'm not denying that. I'm not, I'm not justifying that. I'm not fighting that. But what I am curious and knowing about, see, there, there's a lot of things. I'm, I'm speaking slow because I have about 20,000 things running through my head right now that I'm trying to gather. <laughs> so I, so I don't sound like a bubbling fool. That's why I'm, I'm staggering the way I am. What makes it bizarre, what, what makes this case bizarre is what I'm going to read you next. It, it doesn't make any sense why and how, but it still happened. So apparently Yasai's mother did not fully blame Lurch for what he did. She filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Big Lurch's label saying they had been the ones supplying Big Lurch drugs in order to make him more violent. She theorized they had encouraged violence because this was a this was good for the business in the rap world. So 
For a lot of people, I mean, we see that we see the stereotypes. We see everybody on news, and back when MTV actually still played music videos, back in the good old days, we saw a lot of gangster rap. Two of the most notable gangster rappers in the in history in the game were Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls. Yes, I I know for all of you all of you rap fans and all of you music fans, you like Graveyard Grumbler. That's bullshit. There are about twenty thousand other rappers that are gangster rappers. You are one hundred percent. Maybe they're not gangster rappers, but they are gangsters who rap. <laughs> I mean, okay, so fine. We'll, 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 we'll name off a couple of others. You have The Game out of Compton, California, who is a huge Pyru blood, who is le a legitimate blood, uh, uh, blood gang member. You have Master P, who was also in the Bloods down in Louisiana, coming out of the Third Ward District out of Calliope in, in the projects. You have a handful of legitimate gangsters that were that are in the music world. I mean, Easy E, Easy E was a huge, huge dope dealer and actual gang member in Compton, California. Now, unfortunately, with label and when mute, they want to sell things. They boost that ego and make you do. Yes, they make you do things. That's going to boost up your rep and your image in order for you to sell, sell, sell. Now, you say, Grumbler, nobody can make you do anything. You're right. Nobody can make you. However, when someone tells you, look, man, you're, you're getting ready to release your album, but the projected sales are X amount of dollars. I'm going to give you this advance for a million dollars if you sell five or you sell 50,000 copies of your album. Great. But here's one thing. This is what you need to do. You need to go get arrested. You need to be seen smoking dope. You need to be caught with guns. You need to be doing so many different things in order for your rep and your ego to, to, to be blown up and, and exploited. Now, on the flip side, there are a bunch of what's called studio gangsters where that's all they do. They never did any, any actual gang work. Any, they weren't any part of running. They weren't running the streets. They weren't doing anything that, val that, that validated them on the streets to where they can say, yeah, I'm a gangster. I'm a gangster first and a rapper second. Unfortunately, when you, when you come out, when you're growing up in poverty and you don't have many options, but you have this gift to where you're able to make rhymes, you're able to make songs, you know, turn poetry into music. And you're given an opportunity that you don't want taken away from you you're going to do whatever you can in order to hold on to that and make yourself wealthy. The bottom line, I mean, it, that's why it's, there's so many dumbass game shows now that humiliate the contestants all for that chance of getting out of poverty and making their money grow and, and having them a more comfortable financial future, right? Right. So in the gangster world, it's not much different. You, all, you have record deals, record labels who are legitimately owned by, by Square clean-cut individuals who went to college and never, ever broke the law in their entire life telling these guys or these rappers, yo, not, well, obviously not, not yo, it's more like, excuse me, sir, we must have a conversation. Your image is, let me see here, tapping pencil on your chin. It's not gangster enough for the music and genre that you are in. In order for us to actually sell you, sir, we need you to go commit some nonviolent crimes and get caught by the police. Maybe spend a few months in jail. That will boost your image and we will be rich. 
So let's go ahead and do that. And if you can't do that for me, sir, Mr. Lurch, I'm going to have to drop you from the label. And in scene. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's not verbatim, but that is, le- that is legitimately what these music producers and labels do to, to these rappers. They make them commit crimes. They make them do things to boost their image, to boost their rep, so they can sell, 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 and appeal to the kids who are legitimately in the streets putting in work and doing this shit and doing, breaking all these crimes so they can have a better future. Let me hold on, stop. Not to have a better future, but to have money instead of living in poverty. Unfortunately, the lawsuit went nowhere and Big Lurch was still in prison for his crime. Big Lurch pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity, but he was sentenced to life in prison without parole for murder and aggravated mayhem. So this is where it starts getting touchy. You have a you have an individual who clearly tested positive for narcotics. He was under he was actively under the influence of PCP. When he came down, they asked him why he killed him. And according to him, he had no memory, no recollection of him killing anybody. According to him, quote, I woke up and I was covered. I was in blood and handcuffed. Or excuse me, I quote, <laughs> when I woke up, I was in jail and covered in blood and was told that I had murdered my friend, end quote. So when, when. Reason for insanity, which crazy because there's other people who weren't under the influence who pleaded reasons for insanity, but and were granted. This individual was the big lurch was legitimately insane at the time of the murder. He was his mind was literally altered by chemicals by one of the. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I believe PCP is actually embalming fluid that is dipped and mixed with marijuana and other crap to make that hallucination. Yes, it is a fucked up drug, no doubt. So what conviction and his present sentence, we already know that he's convicted for, for life. That's, that's not, that's not you know, that, 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 I already read that. So Lurch is serving a double life sentence at, California, at a California state prison. He spends most of his time in solitary confinement. He is adamant that he is innocent, that his lawyer screwed him over. He was railroaded. And... From the words of himself, here is what here is what he has to say. So everything is going to be out of his out of his mouth. So make the jury hate the defendant, and the jury will convict. The teeth marks on Tanisha's body didn't match mine. My lawyer Milton Grimes didn't say that in court. They convicted me over lunch break. There wasn't no day deliberation. There wasn't even an hour. Some people still in oh, quote. Some people still think Big Lurch is innocent. The main theory running seems to be the victim's boyfriend fed Lurch the PCP, killed her, and even that he fed Big Lurch her body parts. Through this entire research that I was doing, there was no information on where the boyfriend went. Apparently, the boyfriend was found innocent. They didn't, they didn't really question him since, since Big Lurch had everything on him. I mean, he had... He had the the uh, he had the blood. He had the lung, and it, it was just a shitty ordeal for Big Lurch. So there's a there's a huge conspiracy, a huge, huge, huge conspiracy that a lot of people are fighting and trying to trying to uh, get get thrown. See what what's crazy at the is that they're trying to to throw out this case. 
That happened in, in early 2000. However, you're not going to be able to do that, unfortunately, with our prison system that's, <laughs> that we have going on, especially with such a gruesome murder. I don't think any appeals are going to work. I mean, I, I still read, when I was doing this information, I still saw, saw blog posts that were posted as early as last month saying, free big lurch, he's innocent. No one knows how innocent he is. But here's what I do know. Tanisha Yasai's grieving mother went on record to say, or excuse me, went on record to, uh, for as far as addressing the human flesh discovered in Lurch's stomach. So the, all, everything that I'm going to read here, this is all from the mother, uh, Tanisha, Tanisha's mother. To me, he didn't have a fair trial. There's no way he could have done that work because the way she was messed up, hatred had to be had to have been there, and Lurch didn't hate her. She got hit in the back of the neck with one of them kid scooters because a bloody handprint was on the scooter, but they said they didn't know who that was, but it wasn't his. The police said they caught Big Lurch running down the street butt naked covered in her blood, but when they showed it on TV, he wasn't covered with blood. It was just a few drops of blood here and there. I don't believe he did that. I believe he was probably off on that PCP and he tripped. He saw the piece of lung line on the floor and he probably figured it was a piece of meat or whatever. There was evidence. Footprints, fingerprints on the door, bloody fingerprints, a shoe at the back door, and it's like, where'd all the evidence go? It was like DNA. Whose DNA was that? They said the DNA came up lost. Her boyfriend was a gang member. I believe he's the one who set all this up. He was beating on her and she had all her stuff packed ready to leave the day all of this happened. End quote. This statement was was written and put on record by Tanisha's mother, Carolyn Stinson. When you have the mother of the victim pretty much forgiving the individual for committing such a horrible crime, it makes you start to wonder and think, what can you do to help Big Lurch? There's nothing really that we can do. There's nothing. I mean, no matter how many petitions, no matter what we're going to do, it's not going to happen. But when you have all of this blood and all of these fingerprints and all of these handprints, now, on, on, on a side note, when they took a molding of the blood handprints that were found all around the body and throughout the apartment and the doorways, they did not match Big Lurch's handprint at all. Not one bit. It, 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 according to Big Lurch, the teeth marks that were found on Tanisha weren't his teeth marks. They didn't match his teeth marks that were on. They didn't match his teeth that were that were marked on on the body of of the victim. So what? That's why this case is so confusing. I mean, I, I again, corruption, corruption, corruption is seems like one of the main theories and the one of the main things that comes popping up over and over and over and over. What do you think? Do you think Big Lurch did it? I mean, yeah, the evidence is there. Okay, he was walking around, had blood, had the victim's blood, and had her lung. However, in the apartment. There, there was a couple blood, bloody handprints that didn't match the size of a Big Lurch's hand. There was the teeth marks on the victim's body that did not match Big Lurch's teeth. But they still convicted him and gave him a life sentence over something he might not have done. Am I saying he didn't do it? Absolutely not. Am I saying that he did it? Absolutely not. I wasn't there. I'm glad I wasn't there because I wouldn't be talking to you right now. So what's the conspiracy? 
His own criminal defense attorney wasn't only behind the 2004 stress-free records release of his album, remaining renaming it "It's All Bad" from its original The Puppet Master title after his after his conviction. The Texas native suggests Los Angeles criminal defense attorney Milton Charles Grimes may have been in cahoots with the DA. So now Big Big Lurch is accusing Milton Grimes, his attorney, for putting him in prison. So when I read this, it kind of made me made me uh, made me reread it. But Milton Grimes was the owner and the creator of Stress Free Records, which was the record label that Big Lurch was signed in signed to at the time. I think it's just bad business when you try to have a lawyer and and your record label owning you pretty much when uh so when uh there was an album that was going to be released he renamed it it's all bad from its original title the puppet master after his conviction so milton grimes already knew that he had gold with the controversy he had achieved the ultimate goal of creating this persona for big lurch Big Lurch is not a gangster rapper. He was unable. The, the genre kind of died out once Tupac and, and Biggie Smalls died. So there was subgenres like horror rap, and that's what that's what the genre that's the subgenre of rap that Big Lurch was a part, a part of was horror rap. What horror rap is, just to sum it up, it is they rap about the most brutal ways to kill somebody, mentioning horrific crimes. I mean, it, it's like it's like watching a slasher film but listening to it on rap. That that's pretty much what it is. And the, you know, the creating whatever visions that they have in their head. So, when you have a one of your artists who is going to prison for one of the most gruesome murders known to the genre, I mean, he ate a lung allegedly, allegedly ripped her face in in pieces, de- disemboweled her. Yeah, your 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 record labels, your 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 sales are going to go through the roof. It just that's just the way it goes. So a little more on the on on the on the lawyer. Oddly, a little more than a half a year after Big Lurch was sentenced, a California court ordered Milton Grimes to pay 1.2 million dollars to the mother of a man fatally shot by Gardenia police. After a jury found Grimes failed to properly properly litigate her civil wrongful death case against the police department. How do you hire? How do you hire a lawyer that's going to poorly mis uh, rep, or poorly represent you, and then when you lose the case, he has to pay who he represented one point two million dollars because the justice system found that he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. Jesus Christmas! So this was a quote from this is a, a statement from Big Lurch, read in, written in his own words. I was signed to Milton Grimes' label, Stress-Free Records. He was also my lawyer, so I trusted him. Grimes never said there was a pit bull in the dope house with us. Matter of fact, Grimes went on the Geraldo show and played and played an unreleased song of mine's, Texas Boy. They brought up the song like it was a blueprint for the murder, and the jury went for it. Grimes didn't even let me have decent clothes to wear in court. Grimes had me looking like Hannibal Lecter. There's not even no proof that I actually did the murder. We started smoking the PCP and they just kept feeding it to me and feeding it to me. The next thing I remember, I woke up in jail with a murder trap. My prince wasn't on the weapon. It was a dope house. They didn't find no dope in the dope house, though. We were on Figueroa. We were heavily armed up in there. We had all kinds of guns up in there. But when the police came to the spot, there wasn't no guns up in there. The gangbangers cleaned the spot out. End quote. 
So Lurch was saying that there was, there was a murder weapon. Remember, that was a three-inch blade that was stuck in the gal's shoulder and that was broken off. There was no fingerprints matching those to Big Lurch. Big Lurch stated about the pit bull. The reason why the pit bull was mentioned was that the pit bull might have been the reasoning why the the victim was was disemboweled and opened up. That is that is a, a theory that Big Lurch threw in there, saying that he was he, he was uh, he wasn't the one who cut her open and ate her. I mean, he had a lung in her hand, and unfortunately, there was there was human flesh inside of inside of his stomach lining. So it's it's kind of hard to dispute those facts, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is the reason why it's on the podcast. Is if Big Lurch claims that he's innocent, that okay. He does admit that he did ate the lung. That was later on. Uh, that was another piece of information that I was reading uh, when I did all the uh, when I did all of the the research. He does not deny that he had the lung and he ate it. Uh, he was off PCP. However, what he does deny, or he does he he doesn't take uh, credit for, is the actual murder itself. It, yeah, it's just crazy. So more going on uh, through more quotes written stated by Big Lurch. Grimes had me pleading insanity because I was high on PCP and he knew you can't use drugs to claim insanity in a California courtroom. He threw me under the bus. Grimes didn't even get a statement from Tanisha's mother, Carolyn, and she was willing to take the stand and I say I was set up. So right there he thinks that Grimes did poorly to try to defend him. It was one of those things where if your lawyer, if you feel like your lawyer is not going to do what he needs to do, then he needs to go. But unfortunately, when you're obligated and contracted through because he was his record label owner, you don't have much of a chance to try to find a different lawyer. That's a shitty thing. And, and see, and this is where this is where the whole thing is is, is so much controversy. When when you want to defend your client and you want your your client to go free, you want to do everything you can. I mean, you get every sort of witness, every sort of statement. Try to try to tug the hearts of the jury in order for them to sway your way and give him at least a lesser sentence. If not, if he's unable to be freed, then give him a lesser sentence in order for, for the jury to understand compassion, I guess you can say. But when Grimes wouldn't even call Tanisha's mother for the statement, I don't just something wrong. So let me just add a little more fuel. Let me add a little more head scratching. Here are reviews from other people represented by Milton Grimes. Quote, I would never recommend this attorney. It has been said the more money you have, the better he is. I don't know if this is true, but he was highly ineffective in my family member's case, and I would never recommend him to anyone. If the judge had not stepped up, my family member would be on death row because he did not put up even the most minimum defense. He should have attacked the prosecution's case instead of playing the race card. Now our family, now our family has to pay another investigator and competent attorney to do what should have been done in the first place so that we can, at the very least, give my family member a new trial. Damn. Jesus, Christmas trees. Uh, continuing off the, off of the review, every attorney and or investigator that looks at this case cannot understand how this case was so poorly defended. This is a fact, not an opinion. The timelines were never compared and exposed. The witnesses and witness identifications were never challenged. Critical police evidence as was highly suspect was never thoroughly challenged. And after my family member was found guilty and jury, mis and jury misconduct as well as information was revealed to have been withheld by the DA and police department, and the judge also forced the trial to continue before a critical police witness was available to testify. 
Mr. Grimes did not submit the proper motion to get the verdict overturned. So it's not even Big Lurch. Here's the thing is that Big Lurch wasn't even the one or not even the only one to to say that that he had a shitty lawyer. What that, you know, and that's another thing. When you start seeing gold and, and, and money signs inside of your eyes, you just start doing whatever you can to collect as much money as, you, as possible without understanding the repercussions you have on, on, on other people's lives and what your decisions or how your decisions will impact everyone else around you that you're trying to money grab from. It's, it's, a, it's a real shitty thing when you think that you can trust somebody. Number one, I mean, they're your lawyer. You want, you want to hope you can trust your lawyer. And on top of that, they're your boss. They own who they pretty much own everything you do since you are signed to their label. Do you think Big Lurch did it? Let me know. Or if he did do it, how much of the involvement do you think he had? I mean, no mention of the boyfriend has ever come around anywhere in, or throughout this thing. He disappeared. And the mother of the victim points the finger at the boyfriend saying that she, he beat her up. And when, I mean, when you're, when you're half a PCP and your girlfriend or, you know, quote, not quote, but supposedly the love of your life is going to leave you, you, you really have no, no control over what actions you're going to do. And again, what, what made me realize that her statement was a legitimate, not a legitimate statement, but what her statement was truly heartfelt was said, Big Lurch didn't have, you. Ha in order to commit a crime like that, there has to be hate inside of you. And Big Lurch did not hate Tanisha. So when you beat somebody up and you hate somebody as much and, and don't have that much respect for somebody, you're willing to do, or not willing, but you're capable of doing whatever you can in order to, to get the end result. And I, I, I think, I think the boyfriend had a lot more to do with it than Big Lurch. I, again, Big Lurch, he, he had stomach lining or he had uh, uh, flesh and, or he had human flesh and human tissue in, that weren't, that didn't belong to him inside of his belly. He had a goddamn lung in his hand walking down the street as he was butt naked, uh, dinging off a of KJ. It's, it's kind of hard to deny that he didn't eat the lung <laughs> when he had it eating like a snack pack. You know what I mean? However, what, I mean, how much more, how, how much less time would he have actually gotten or how much time would he have actually gotten had everything been represented properly with the proper investigations and the proper uh, outcome or the proper representation by his lawyer? It, it just, I mean, there's just a lot of holes. It, no, no, find, to find information on this case was super difficult. I, I had to actually go through like four different websites in order to find just, just enough to make a 45 minute or however long this episode is to make it good. It, with Big Lurch in prison, I mean, to, to me here, I, I, th I think Big Lurch was a martyr, not, but not in a good way. I think what it was is that in order for, for Grimes, for the lawyer to, to boost his, his, his label and have people signed to his label saying, damn, I'm on the same label as Big Lurch. His numbers are going to grow tremendously. They're going to make leaps and bounds with with whatever he's going to do. I mean, with, excuse me, not what he's going to do, but being represented or being on the same, being associated on the same level as one of one of the most notorious, gruesome, murdering rappers that's ever come around out of out of out of rap. Again, I'm not saying that because I, I think he did it or I'm trying to demean him. What I'm saying is that that is how they're labeling him, one of the most gruesome murderers in rap history. 
I don't know. Again, I don't know if he's fully fully responsible for the murder. He he may well be, and so and just as much as Big Lurch is involved, Big uh, the boyfriend has just as much involvement and could be the one who actually murdered and mutilated, disemboweled the victim. So, Graveyard Grumbler's final wrap. Let's wrap this episode up. On November 7, 2003, Big Lurch was sentenced to life in prison. The court, the court ruled that his intoxication and plea of insanity were not satisfactory reasons for committing the crime. Even though Big Lurch was high on PCP, he was sentenced as if he had committed the murder sober. I don't know the rules and regulations of, of uh, intoxication or, or under the influence and, um, in the state of California or anywhere in the United States, period. But I do know that you are less likely to be given a fair trial or not a fair, but a fair opportunity to plead insanity as if someone who is sober. Now, reason being, I heard this from actually a lawyer when I was younger where it says, oh, you think you can get away with doing that crime because you were high? It's simple. Don't do drugs. It was your choice to do the drugs, not anyone else's. And that's kind of true and kind of not, but when you're addicted, it's kind of hard not to. And I understand where the lawyer came from. However, how much of this are we actually blaming on the drugs? 100% everything, right? I mean, did Big Lurch have, have several murder trials or murder cases pending on him before this? Absolutely not. No. So oh, don't do PCP, bottom line. <laughs> don't do any drugs <laughs> that, that, for that matter. This case is a real confusing case. It, it, I, I'm, I'm going to try to do a follow-up on newly updated information. I'm not going to promise it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try, 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 try. I'm just, you know, I know what you're saying. You're probably looking at me like, dude, you better pull a Janis Joplin and try just a little bit harder. Yo, I know, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Bottom line. This court case and this murder, I mean, Big Lurch, he... It's a shitty ordeal. I mean, bottom line, we, we, we can't really defend him. We can't not defend him. We can't say he did it. We can't say he didn't do it. That's why, that's why he did. At the beginning of the show, I said, this is kind of a cold case, but kind of not at the same time. I mean, he's adamantly denying that he did not commit the murder. He did admit to eating the lung. He doesn't deny that, but he, he 1000% with all his heart and soul knows that he did not commit the murder, that he is trying to point it over to the boyfriend where's the boyfriend the boyfriend was never questioned the boyfriend was never taken in as far as the records that i can find unfortunately what it was is that yo we found him he did it this is a horrible murder he has the lung in his hand he did it case closed bum done let's let's go let's go to lunch i don't think it was that i don't think it was that easy i think there was more complications they would think it was more complicated than than the media and the lawyers and everything made it out to be and i mean again we have the big conspiracy where the uh, the lawyer didn't fully represent Big Lurch the way that 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 they everyone felt that he should have. I mean, the the mother of the victim flat out said, "Why isn't all this evidence being being pre presented? Why haven't you thrown any of this out there?" Again, in my opinion, it could have been for the lawyer trying to build his brand and make make uh, Big Lurch a martyr in the in the horror rap scene. I mean, that that's that's just my opinion. Oh my gosh. Damn. Marcos, hopefully you enjoyed the, the episode. I tried to do it justice, but it was a crazy, insane case that I didn't have much information to go off of. So I, I did my best. Hopefully I did it justice and it was exactly what you wanted. I, I don't have anything left to, to comment on the case other than 
well, I don't know, try to try to reduce the, the sentence. I mean, two life sentence for something that he didn't do with when there's plenty of evidence showing. I mean, well, uh, right back to the case. Okay. The, the, the bloody hand marks didn't, didn't match Big Lurch's hand. The teeth marks that were on the victim didn't match Big Lurch's hand. Right there should be a, give a clear indication that he probably didn't murder the individual. But I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a criminal investigator, so I, I don't really have much to say that. Again, my ending notes, don't do PCP or any kind of drugs. It'll fuck your head up. Announcements. The Patreon has been released. Yay! I released an episode last week on that. I'm going to be releasing another episode sometime this week. Uh, bear with me again. It's a two. It's a two-story a month release. Uh, the link is in the in the show notes. Check it out. Hopefully you enjoyed. I'm working on finding some uh, a place to get some mugs printed out and some stickers, and then eventually move on to shirts. I won't have many to begin with because I mean I don't know how many people are going to buy them. Hopefully everybody does, but we will see. Other than that, there's nothing else. And as always. <laughs> good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. So on September the 16th, I had a car accident. A drunk driver hit my car. I broke my neck. But when I got out, you know, I couldn't walk or nothing. I was really feeling a lot of pain. So what I did was, you know, I started smoking PCP. I smoked it two or three times when I was younger and got that numbing feeling. So um, I was using PCP as an anesthesia. You know, the guys who I thought was my friends... You know, they, they start passing the PCP around. You know, we start smoking the PCP, and uh, they just kept feeding it to me and feeding it to me. The next thing I remember, I woke up in jail with a murder. When the police got me, they said that I was butt naked, walking up the street, pulling my hair out, barking like a dog, butt naked with blood on my body. Now, there was blood on my body, and, and it was body parts ripped out and all that. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Do I know what happened? No, because I was really that high. Gangbangers got on the stand on me and took the stand on me and, and, and said I did it. They got me high on purpose to take advantage of me. It's not even no proof that I actually did the murder. My prints wasn't on the weapon. It was a dope house. They didn't find no dope in the dope house, though. We on Figueroa, we were heavily armed up in there, you know what I mean? We had all kind of guns up in there. But when the police hit the spot, it wasn't no guns up in there. This is the end, this is the end, this is the end. Beautiful friend. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.